BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the GCW. Our podcast is really aimed at bringing you the Gonstead principles to help you live the best life possible. So today we're talking about the leading cause of disability worldwide. Doc, what do you think that is? I think people will be surprised. I'm not going to give it away. There's a lot of different things that can cause disability, but this is stuff that's taking people out of work. It's affecting people's ability to exercise, to move, to do daily tasks, even just live life comfortably. The leading cause as of 2017 is actually back pain. And uh, 80% of Americans will experience back pain at some point in their life. And uh, even worldwide, 7.5% of the world's population suffer from low back pain. And, and let's time. be clear, the back pain is, is bad enough where they'll miss work. It isn't just, oh, my back has a little ache in it. Debilitating it's back de- pain. Debilitating back pain. I mean, Americans are spending at least $50 billion every year on treating back pain. So this is a big, big issue. Big issue. And it's really a small little problem. I mean, um, I, it reminds me of um, something that B.J. Palmer wrote. Uh, uh, it's, I think the title of it is maybe The Slip on a Snowy Sidewalk. And I just want to read it real quick. A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing. It happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the summer is a small thing that also happens to millions. The slip or fall produces a subluxation. The subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure on a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. The pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that sick man by a thousand and you control the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million and you shape the physical and mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million and you forecast and can prophesy the physical and mental status of a nation. So the slipper fall, the subluxation, the pressure, flow of mental impulses, and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. Now comes a man. Any one man is a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. The adjustment is a small thing. The adjustment replaces a subluxation. That is a small thing. The adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon nerves. That is a small thing. 
The release pressure restores health to a man. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that well man by a thousand and you step up the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well man by a million and you increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that well man by 130 million and you have produced a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. So the adjustment of the subluxation to release pressure upon nerves, to restore mental impulse flow, to restore health is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. This is, D, or this is uh, B.J. Palmer, and he says, The idea that knows the cause that can correct the cause of dis-ease is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. The idea is the biggest I know of. That sounds like a big, big thing, but we tar- start talking about uh, this low, just low back pain and uh, being disabled, $50 billion. Can you imagine if everybody had their subluxations corrected so they didn't have any of this low back pain? Right. The difference just, it would make on our nation. Just the effort to take care of a little problem while it's still little and not allow it to become a big thing right. would be huge. And so that's really the goal of this episode is to try and get awareness out there as to how effective chiropractic can be and why it's so effective because people are spending so much money on all these different types of therapies and drugs and all the kinds of different things that they try for back pain. Um, And here's some examples. Painkillers, about 49% of people that were surveyed in 2017, um, that was their go-to method for back pain. Physical rest was 32%. So basically, 32% of the people just try to sleep it off. Yeah. Right. 30% of the people try specific back exercises or stretches. 28% just try moving a little bit every day, uh, just going for a walk or whatever. And then 25% uh, do some type of analgesic ointment or patches or some kind of pain um, reliever of, of some kind. So all these different percentages and chiropractic's not even mentioned in there. And it's crazy. None of that gets to the cause. That isn't going to fix anything. And That's an outside-in approach. You know, Tylenol is the number one cause of liver failure in America. And ibuprofen's higher than the kidneys. And, you know, most of these painkillers are hard on the stomach. And and it all has side effects. And none it of that... doesn't get to the cause. No. So here's the deal. So... 95% of those people will recover based on the statistics within a few months. So how, how long are you willing to put up with low back pain? Right. I, I, mean, it, I get adjusted the same day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not gone with that adjustment, to come back the next day or right. maybe even later that day. But 20, 20 to 44% have a regular occurrence within one year. And then 5% will develop chronic back pain over time. So you talk about that little problem, if you don't address it, it continues to get worse. More episodes, longer episodes, more cost to you and your income, more cost to companies and their income. I mean, this was back in 2017, but there was a hundred billion dollar indirect annual cost of treating low back pain. Uh, That's just crazy to me to think about that number and what that could be if people really just got to the cause right away and fix the cause by getting things adjusted. Yeah, and I had a couple of cases this week, and, and any chiropractor that's worth his salt is will see this, and I had one lady for sure that couldn't put any weight on her leg. She had such severe pain and had been there for quite a while, and she came in, and one adjustment, she gets up off the high-low, and, and she started walking. I go, well, that must feel a lot better, and she's walking around the room. She goes, I can't believe it. I, I can put weight on my leg, and it hardly hurts. One adjustment. And you have people like that. You have cases where they respond really quick after an adjustment. And you have people that it's been there for 20, 30, sometimes 40 years. They've never been to a chiropractor. And the first time they come in, they have a curved 
degenerated, unstable spine. Yeah. And you adjust them, and it's like, well, it got better for the first hour or so, and then it came right back. Mm -hmm. And you just can kind of expect with those people that it, they're going to climb out of it nice and slow, mm -hmm. you know, but they're going to get results, and they're going to get lasting results. It just takes time and consistency with good adjusting but that's the key too is good adjusting because you can't just rattle a spine here and rattle it there and lay them on one side lay them on the other side and rack 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 up the spine and really expect to get really great results but if you find the one that's misaligned and again it's a matter of moving that vertebra and lifting it up onto a damaged disc and getting that thing to heal it's, it's crazy how they can respond pretty quick and then so let's talk about that a little bit what makes this Gonstead system so different and so specific, the results that he was getting, Dr. Gonstead anyways, um, with these patients and the reason doctors wanted him to teach them what he was doing was because he was getting results that nobody else was. And so there's these certain principles that he talked about as the level disc theory and mm -hmm. the, the foundation principle, the level foundation and talking about the line of drive for an adjustment for all our students out there that may be listening. You know, we're going to talk today about uh, the disc plane line and, and why it's important to adjust according to the disc as opposed to the facet joints and why it's important to adjust more P to A, which is posterior to anterior. Um, rotation, why that's not as important to try and uh, rotate the spine. We want to do more of our P to A adjusting. Um, so we're going to get into that today too. So Dr. Gonstead uh, spent some time, quite a bit of time, early in his career on cadavers and to see exactly what was going on. And he was way ahead of his time in figuring this out and how the disc works. And when the vertebra misaligns, it misaligns posterior first. And so it can't misalign with rotation or wedging. It has to go posterior first. So the major misalignment part of it is posteriority. you got to move it forward from back to forward and um, and then he also realized that you um, you got a, a thrust in the plane line of the disc and, and for students out there they'll understand that and you have to think of it as lifting it up onto the damaged disc the vertebra will go backwards and when it goes backwards it goes inferior and so it's like an arc motion you need to move that up and arc it up and forward onto that damaged disc and and if you are one too high, it's going to make things worse. If you're one too low, it probably won't do a whole lot of good. And, and so if you get specifically on that particular vertebra and move it correctly, it's, it's crazy how quickly you can respond. Try to explain it to patients. It's kind of a little rubber ball with a donut around it, and that donut is real soft tissue around it. So if you balance on top of that ball and donut, you know, you have, let's say, two little boards or something like that, it rotates around in different directions, but it can shift and it'll shift backwards. Just the way the vertebra is formed, it'll shift backwards. That's, the, that's the, really the only way that it can misalign is it'll shift backwards. And so that little rubber ball or the nucleus pulposus will shift forward. And uh, if it gets bad enough, that nucleus pulposus is a liquid, and so it can actually tear through that donut soft tissues. The rings around that thing is on the disc. It can tear through that, and that's where you get herniation and all these other words. But it's really all the same thing. When they talk about a herniated disc, protruded disc, prolapsed disc, it's really that same thing, that that nucleus pulposus, that middle part, will explode through that um, uh, disc or the disc swells up and that's what Gonstead figured out years and years and years ago is it's the swelling of the disc is what puts the pressure on the nerve and uh, so you've got to get that bone in a better position so the body can heal itself and take out the swelling and, and it can you know just like when you sprain an ankle 
you don't uh, you look at it and say, man, it looks really swollen. Boy, I'm going to need surgery to get that swollen out of there. No, the, you just know the body's going to heal that. If you take care of it properly, the swelling's going to come out of there. The body's going to heal it. Same thing with a disc. If you take care of it properly, the body will take care of that swelling. Now, what's the outside-in approach? The outside-in approach is going to say, okay, you have a, let's say it's severe enough to where the disc actually herniates. What are they going to do? Well, they could give an anti-inflammatory. They give you painkillers. If that doesn't do it, well, then they're... Think about surgery because it's their tools. Or maybe they'll do physical therapy first. You know, they'll work shots. with the muscles or shots and try to do what they can to manage the symptoms. But if they don't ever correct the alignment of that that joint that's bad, they're going to continue to have problems. So even if they have a surgery done and they come in, and usually what they'll do is they'll do a discectomy where they clip the end of that disc off where it's protruding so it takes the pressure off of that nerve temporarily. But what is the root cause of it? It's the subluxation that's there, that misaligned vertebra, that out-of-place nucleus that's causing the swelling that's still there underlying. So maybe the symptoms go away for a while. It could be a few months to years. But if that joint is still in a bad, unstable position, eventually the disc is going to re-herniate because the positioning is bad. So then they go through multiple surgeries. Well, then it degenerates the disc. And what happens is the body tries to stabilize that on its own because the body is intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. So what the body says is, first, I'm going to use the muscular system. I'm going to muscle guard. I'm going to cause all these different compensations to try and guard that joint. If the muscles stay like that for long, they can't continue to hold for long because they fatigue out. So then the body says, I'm going to grow bone around it to really stabilize it, and that way it never has a problem again. And usually what happens, too, is the muscles get weak, and so they get weaker and weaker, and, the, and then the bone starts growing and putting spurring and all that kind of stuff to try to fuse it all together. And spurring can even go in the neuroforamen, which is where the nerve comes out. Um, and then you cause compensation, so the, the joints above and below that bad joint have to work harder. So people start having either like hip issues or maybe thoracic issues where the, the bones can actually start to compress and cause different issues up high, you become unstable. So then you're more prone to injuring other areas of the spine because of the bad joint that you never addressed at the beginning. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and again, it goes back to a, such a little thing, you know, a little slip on the sidewalk and it misaligned a vertebra a little bit and it caused pressure on a nerve and it becomes a, a life thing for a patient where they can't work they can't function and it's just that how did it get this way you know we hear that all the time doc i did you know this week <clears throat> my back started bothering me and all week it's gotten worse each day and all of a sudden i can't walk i don't i didn't do anything i didn't fall i didn't do anything how did it get this way and we take a picture and it's like my gosh the disc is three-fourths of it's gone and uh, they don't understand how it happened this way but it's the same thing as a cavity in a tooth you know, you don't wake up one day and have bad pain in your tooth and think, oh, my, last night I must have ate a candy bar and that happened. No, you just know over time it gradually got worse and and you didn't take care of your teeth properly and, and had the checkups or whatever and didn't catch it, and now it's giving you a lot of pain. Well, so when is the time to start addressing your back issues? You know, if it's not based on pain, what do you base it on? Well, we have a system. That's why we have the system where we run a scope and we look for readings. We look for tenderness, look for swelling. We look for uh, issues. Um, you know, we can find problems before they even have pain. That's the key. Absolutely. And so addressing those issues before you have symptoms is so much more important than basing it on your symptoms and doing something afterwards. Because if we can catch it early and get to those 
bad joints and realign them, we can save you a lot of time, a lot of money based on the statistics we showed earlier. We can save you a lot of headache. Um, you think about the, the way that it starts to affect your family life, your um, leisure time. I mean, all those different things are affected when you lose your health, not just back pain, but even further down the road where it can start to cause issues with the bowel, the bladder, prostate problems, kidneys, all those different things internally as well. And there are some that would say, well, you always have a symptom. And, and in a sense, you do. I mean, they have restricted motion in a certain direction or, you, you know, they may not have low back pain that's killing them or something. But if you start really asking them, yeah, my bowel is kind of slow or my prostate's kind of slow or, I mean, it's crazy, the symptoms, but people just don't, aren't true. Oh, that's just normal. With I'm getting old. Yeah, yep. They just think it's normal aging, but it's not. It's not normal aging. And they're just not trained to pick that up where maybe you and I would say, oh, yeah, if my stomach feels off, would you check me? Mm-hmm. Well, most people would never even think of chiropractic because my stomach is off. Right. So. And the people that experience it, they've been through our care where, you know, we get them stabilized, but they also go through some maintenance or supportive care to make sure that not only is the problem fixed, but it's maintained because they're, they're going to put wear and tear on their body. Everybody does. Everybody's stressors are different throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. So maintenance is important, just like it is brushing and flossing and teeth and doing checkups and all that. It's important to maintain the spinal health and the health of your nervous system. Um, so you may not have pain every time you have a back issue or a neck issue. Mm-hmm. You may just notice some subtle differences as, oh, my range of motion is a little bit restricted to the left. Notice, oh, it's a little harder to look behind me when I back out of my driveway or I have to really use my, my low back and kind of turn my shoulders. Or, you know, looking down, when I look down, I feel this pull down in my thoracic spine. Or, when, you know, when I um, stand up, I have to kind of like wiggle a little bit and kind of rock my hips to the left. You know, you have those people who mm-hmm. are like, and then once I stand up, I'm fine. So it's not a huge right. issue. Right. Well, I'm just getting old. <laughs> so there's an issue that's underlying there. Your body's telling you something that you should address while it's a young issue and it's easy to fix as opposed to waiting until it becomes a big issue later on and causes more damage. Yeah, and what I've been telling people a lot lately is thank you for taking care and maintaining a healthy spine. It's a whole lot easier to maintain a healthy spine and adjust someone like that than it is to wait till and try and fix a broken down, beat up, hurting spine. They're all in spasm, they're in a lot of pain, you gotta be careful and it's harder to adjust. So I tell them thank you for maintaining a healthy spine because it just is so much easier to take care of. And they're you know, they're appreciative and, and uh, it's easier to adjust and you maintain it so they don't have these ups and downs. and, and That's when practice is fun. Yeah. When, when they enjoy being there because they've seen the fruit of what the chiropractic adjustment will do for them over time and you can just enjoy finding that subluxation on them and maintaining their health, there's a mutually beneficial relationship there between the doctor and the patient. It's just a really cool picture of how holistic health should be done. It's a team effort, a team approach between Mm -hmm. the patient and the doctor. It's not this overbearing, we're telling you what to do, we know best type of thing. We we offer our expertise, uh, but we we recognize that you guys, you know your body and you're able to um, understand when things aren't right. And so once people have been through the program, they're on maintenance care, supportive care, they know, you know, they can get to the point where they're, they know when they're out of alignment because they're just not functioning right. And that's mm-hmm. the key is they get to a point where they feel so good, they know what it feels like to feel at optimal, and they're not willing to put up with anything less than that. Right. And that's kind of where we're at, you know, for myself. is like if I know, you know, for some reason today I've just kind of been brain foggy, I'm just not 
my energy levels just aren't quite there and I know I've gotten a good night's sleep, my other variables are, are controlled, I know there's something off, I'll say, hey doc, would, would you check me? Something's not right, I feel brain foggy and this and that. Usually with brain fog for me, it's typically something in the upper neck, C1 or C2. Uh, but it could be anything. It could be. We could do a podcast just on uh, lower back, L5 misalignments, what kind of symptoms, because a lot of times headaches will come from a lower back. Allergies yeah. have been one that I've seen it with. Yeah. Dizziness is one that just blew me away. Is like, you know, I kind of find a couple of different spots in their back, and I'll adjust their lower back, and they'll get off the table and say, oh, goodness, my dizziness is gone already, Doc. It's like, what? I just adjusted your lower back. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the beauty of the chiropractic adjustment is it just allows the body to function at optimal. Whatever kind of malfunction it may be causing, once the subluxation is removed and the interference to the nerve is removed and that function is restored, the body can then resume normal functioning. And it is interesting, you know, a maintenance care, that's that's kind of a, uh, in the Gonstead world, that's kind of a, oh, a topic where you, you kind of have some debate over and, and uh, but it can be different for everybody. Sometimes a maintenance, I have one maintenance patient, I see him twice a year, you know. Mm-hmm. It don't, doesn't need very much. And then there's other ones that I see him once a month. And then there's other ones where I try to spread them out to a month and I, they're back in two weeks. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, I just don't feel quite right. Okay, and then I'll say, okay, we'll see you in a month. And he comes back two weeks later. It's like, what are you doing here? Well, I just am a little off here. They're not willing to put up with less than optimal. <laughs> exactly. And I get that. You know, I'm the same way. I'm not willing to put up with less than optimal because I want to I wanna perform at my best in whatever I'm doing, whether that's work or family life or being able to do chores around the house or whatever. I want to be functioning at optimal. You know, and life is short, and that's how I feel too. It's like I want to feel the best I possible again so I can enjoy my grandkids, so I can enjoy friendships and whatever I'm doing. I just want to enjoy it instead of uh, I just don't feel quite right. I'm low on energy. That's probably the second most common symptom that I see is fatigue. I just don't have the energy that I should have. And people start realizing and then seeing that. Yeah, this is a topic that resonates with you today. Uh, make sure you come in. I mean, get checked. Go to, go to a chiropractor and ask them to be checked for subluxation that, that you can start working on your spinal health before you have symptoms and start going down this road that obviously has affected millions of Americans um, and costs billions in, in dollars every year. So if today's podcast was something you enjoyed, make sure to share it with a friend or a family member. Also let us know in the comments. Um, you know, on our Facebook page, we post these podcasts. So make sure to leave a comment, any topics that you'd like to hear more about, any questions you have, we'd love to cover that in future episodes. And also check out our YouTube channel to see some real stories of people that have gotten real results and life-changing results. So We're signing off today. This is Dr. Tyler Hackbart. Dr. Daryl Hackbart. Bringing you the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Principles to educate you so you can live the best life possible.